in the 1970s, a future top-notch podcasting team was born, and then raised on military bases because their dads were in the Air Force. These Gen Xers eventually grew up and were unleashed upon the world. Today, looking forward to retirement, they survive by dishing out their opinions. If you have questions that need answers and an open mind, if you can spare 60 minutes a week, and if you have internet access, maybe you can listen to Kenyatta and Jack Save the World. Listening friends, welcome. Today I'm going to start out a little bit different, so bear with me. Get with me on this. I'm going to tell a little story. The little story is called, Whose Job Is It Anyway? This is a story about four people named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important job to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anyone, anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have. Listening friends, we're all those things because we are, will, and are going to do this here. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Jack. <laughs> that was, uh, yes, that was quite different. I was not expecting that. Yes. I felt like it was reflective of so many things happening. This is kind of like the central embodiment of so many things that are happening in the world right now. Just a whole bunch of finger pointing, which you should have, and why didn't you, and da 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 And while they're arguing, the thing that needs to be done doesn't get done. That is true. Go figure. So there you go. There you go. Obviously, it needs no mentioning that we are here once again this week to save the world, and we are glad you have tuned in to this episode to join us in revelry and frolic. Yeah. Yes. As this is the official second episode of season three of Kenyatta and Jack Save the World. It's a glorious thing. Glorious. 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 So. Without further ado, it's the WTFs. It, that it is. That it is. Who is it? I, you? I think it is. Um, okay. I mean, I don't think it, once again, I don't think it really matters. But anyway, I'm, I'm, hmm. I, I have a nice, lovely, it's a WTF, but it shouldn't be considering the people. It shouldn't be a WTF. But for me, it's a WTF because people aren't even aren't even hiding it anymore they are just out in the open so here we go a trio of anti-lgbtq bigots long for the days when gays were beaten up and forced into the closet by kyle mantila which this came out today on january 4th 2024 awesome <laughs> yes Mm -hmm. So here we go. This was on Right Wing Watch. But Vincent James, an unapologetic, racist, anti-Semite, misogynistic, conspiracy theorist, and fascist who currently serves as the treasurer of white nationalist Nick Fuentes, America's first organization, 
appeared on the bigoted Christian nationalist program Crosstalk last night, which is hosted by racist conspiracy theorists Edward Zoll and Lauren Witzke. (laughs) (laughs) I like that Kyle does not hold back in his description of these people. (laughs) He Mm -hmm. is not holding back at all. But during the course of the program, the three complained that gay people were infiltrating the conservative movement as part of an effort to weaken and ultimately dismantle it. The discussion prompted Zal, who is verently anti-gay, to assert that gay people having children should not be tolerated for the good of the children. There used to be a day and age when it was just bad for the kid. When you think about the kid in this situation, we beat the kid up at school who had two dads. And we weren't jerks for that. That's just what we did. James, who has openly declared that he would love to live in a society where gay people are thrown off of buildings and have their children kidnapped by the government task force, agreed, saying that when he was younger, kids who were obviously gay pretended not to be gay in order to avoid being bullied and beaten up. That is how society should be today, concurred Witzke who is currently being sued by a gay couple whom she baselessly accused of being pedophiles. That is how we maintain the line as far as behavior, Witzke said. I think that they all need to go back in the closet. This sort of unmitigated bigotry is a standard part of the Crosstalk program, but as Right Wing Watch reported last year, that has not prevented Republican officials including Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers, from appearing on the program. And that is the discussion, because, wow, just just wow. It shouldn't, I mean, knowing who these cast of characters are, it's not a WTF in that sense. But at the same time, it is because... They're not even trying anymore. Yeah. How are we... Is a society okay with this? And how are we, you know, these are people that are actively, at least with David Dukes was, you know, out in the open, people would run from him, even if they didn't mean it, they were running from him. (laughs) Right. And now people aren't, they're like going to these America's first programs now, you know, elected officials and it's just like wow to me that's more of the wtf part i guess just wow well for one thing drama drums up engagement in views in ratings so that's one two you have all this this chitter chatter about free speech and the idea that if you restrict free speech just because you disagree with it, then someone could could try to restrict yours because they disagree with you. No. Free speech should not be hateful. I don't think right. people understand that, that they have the right to be hateful and disgusting towards other people. I have the right to say what I want to. Okay. You also have I'm, the right I'm, to keep it to yourself. Um, I'm, nope. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't I don't know if these the people that put together these interviews if they really think they're addressing something 
like sort of how when you you drag a vampire into the sunlight. I don't, I don't know if they think that that's what they're doing or if they're just actually reveling in it or right. both. I don't. It's it's disturbing nonetheless. But yeah, yeah, I just they don't even try to hide it anymore. Like we're we're gleefully racist and misogynists and xenophobes and Islamophobes and anti-Semites. We're all these things and we're proud. Good yeah. God almighty. It, oh boy, America. Like how, I know. How how are the I I'm at a loss of words because even though I know that these are shitty people, sometimes it's just like my God. I feel like last year, maybe in the last couple of years, because things move so slow because we're human beings and things can only go so fast. But I feel like the last couple of years is like the beginning of a reckoning across this this planet in all these varying degrees. Some of them are major and destructive. And we know what I'm talking about when I say that. Mm-hmm. There have been those events just like that that have happened in the other parts of the world that haven't nearly got as much attention. I digress. Yep. I feel like all these things that keep it, you can only blame the 24 hour news cycle, but so much by saying, well, it looks like a lot's happening because everything is news. Yeah, everything is news, but there's more and more major things happening that seem to be shaking up foundational beliefs about things. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then people like to say, uh, there's somebody I follow on Instagram, and she likes to say the empire is crumbling. And I'm like, fair. But I don't think it's going to end up, as far as this country is concerned, or in in a way that she means um, not just the United States, but other countries that um, act as oppressors, I guess she was getting at. Yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily like in the the case of our country that it's going to crumble into dust. It's just going to get punched with so many holes. Patchwork isn't going to get it done anymore. There's yeah. going to have to be there's going to have to be an overhaul. That doesn't mean starting over from the beginning because that's just about impossible. But there needs to be an overhaul, and it's it's coming. People are no longer just sitting here and, and stewing in their dissatisfaction anymore. No, hmm. no. Did did you see yesterday that twenty six state capitals had emailed bomb threats, but <laughs> six six or seven were actually in session and they had to evacuate um, their capital complexes? No, I didn't hear that. They yeah, I saw it on the news yesterday, and I was like, I wonder if Oklahoma was one of those, and if so, why didn't they evacuate the capital complex that I currently work in? <laughs> Hmm. And I'm currently sitting here thinking to myself, wow, that's not good. But it's that same, you know, the people that are doing all of that are the same people that go to those America first rallies. Indeed. I mean, it's it's never been it's never been a point in this country's history that America wasn't first. So I'm not sure why all the redundancy all the time. I understand the idea of nationalism, but now you're just being silly. Come on. Just, mm. Yeah, yep. It's America first in parentheses, America always. But the thing is, it's not even America first. Because you always see stuff like on Facebook or whatever, and someone will post veterans before immigrants. 
then why are you voting for people that slash the budgets of veterans programs? Clearly, you don't actually believe that. You're just oh, saying I, that. You're just saying that so that you can make it look like <laughs> that. Or when you have 10 states that won't opt in to get federal funds to provide lunches for kids over the summer. Isn't that America first? No, not as far as they're concerned. No, that's that's uh, people leeching off of the system. Well, don't we want Americans to leech off the system first? No, <laughs> we're not trying to create a welfare state. You see how this works? <laughs> I know. This is this is how they do it every single time. They always kind of double back. No, this is what this means. No, we're not this because this is what this means. And it's it's funny, like like you said, people will elect, you know, the local politicians in that are against everything that they supposedly say they stand for, you know, in, uh, veterans over immigrants. But you might just be voting for a first generation child of an immigrant right and then if not for immigration that person wouldn't be there in a position for you to rah rah behind and check off the box next to their name come november i just thoughts just thoughts yeah yeah i was reading that and i thought remember how when jesus fed the what was it the five thousand how he had the disciples go and if uh you were there, but you made under a certain amount and you had kids with you that they didn't get the fish or the loaf of bread. Mm. Remember that part of the story? <laughs> That's vividly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the, the big takeaway of that was how Jesus did that Give mm. them fish, except for the poor folk. Yeah. That part, everybody, but not them. Yeah. All of them, except them. Yeah, because we're going to talk about the American dream, but then we're going to do everything we can to make sure that certain people don't even get enough letters to spell the American dream. All these people that came through Ellis Island back in the day, it was simply a matter of giving your name and where you were from and passing a few tests, boom, you're in. Now... People have to spend years and thousands of dollars to yep. become a citizen. Yeah. While we, while we have American-born citizens who still don't know how many amendments we have. Right. It's three. Or or what the three branches of the government are. No, no there's 12 branches of the government. Correct. My whole point being, you're... The government, the way the process is now, and forget about all that googly gog about all these illegals are, are coming through the border at such a rapid rate. No, stop that. That's hyperbole. I don't need you to stop bullshitting. There are more than a few people who come to the uh who come to the border, maybe not even seeking asylum. They just want to immigrate. And they go about the quote unquote right way. They go through the process. And people still have a problem with them. What the hell else are they supposed to do? They've already jumped through all these hoops. They've already spent all these years and filled up all these forms and paid all this money and took these unnecessary tests. And you still give them a hard time. Yep. 
knowing yep. full well the vast majority of us right now come from somebody who was not originally from here. Yeah. I would have to imagine that somebody who actually went through Ellis Island, let's just say in 1902, if they could see a MAGA descendant who's anti-immigration would probably slap the crap out of that person. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, they'd probably have to sit for a couple of minutes to try to figure out what the hell's going on. Right. And be but like, then it would be like, wait, what? Yeah. What? Like, you, you are aware that I'm an immigrant, right? You're only a couple generations removed from immigration status. So immigrants were okay in 1903, but not 2024. Anyway. They're, all, they're all illegal. Oh, my God. You freaking imbecile. Okay. Anyway, moving <laughs> on from the racist and bigots. Oh, no, we're not. Unless, unless <laughs> well, I'll take it back. I don't know if this person in particular is a racist or a bigot, but he did say some off the wall shiz. So. All right. And I posted this about this on my Facebook last last week, last week, last week. So I want to go into further detail today because I've been chewing on it this entire time. So the show that I, you've heard of the Hill, the yes. is it CNN, CNN's political newscast broadcast show. Mm -hmm. So they have a web only series called Rising. Mm -hmm. And okay. I, I'd never heard of this series until I saw this, the clip of one particular episode on Joanne Reed's Instagram. The series Rising is hosted currently by a fellow by the name of Robbie Sove. I think is how you say it. He's a libertarian journalist who is a senior editor for Reason Magazine, which is a libertarian magazine. Go figure. Co-hosting with him is Brianna Joy Gray. She's a political commentator, lawyer, and political consultant who served as the National Press Secretary for the Bernie Sanders 2020 presidential campaign. That Any, mm, One would ahead. think that that would mean that she's probably a progressive, but I could be wrong or she's changed since. No, you're correct. Out with Bernie. You're correct. Okay. She, she represents the progressive liberal he supposedly um, represents the libertarian viewpoint. So this clip that I saw, and I had to go hunt it down to see it's an entirety because I need to know these kinds of things in context. They were talking about Nikki Haley's response to the very weird question about what was the Civil War fought over. Yes. So they're discussing. Yeah, I they were just commented on that on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> they were discussing how one, it was kind of bizarre that anybody asked that question. They were just doing that to catch her off guard, which I don't mind it. But for in, in the bigger picture, it was a weird question. They really were trying to trip her up. But her, I mean, her answer was just so dead wrong. I mean, right. come on, sis. Like, come on. Your state was one of the ones that slavery came to first. And they were the ones that to establish the whole system of chattel slavery in this country. The state you govern right now right. was one of the ones. But you act like you gotcha. Cause I know exactly how they teach the Civil War in North and South Carolina schools. But I digress. So they were talking about her response to that question. And um Brianna, co-host, she's saying how people keep wanting to say it was over states' rights, but the right to do what? 
the right to keep slaves. Right. And then she reads a part of the actual Mississippi succession document, basically why they're separating from the union. Right. This is what they put out. This is the section. She reads this on air or part of it. Our position is thoroughly identified with the institution of slavery, the greatest material interest of the world. Its labor supplies the product which constitutes by far the largest and most important portions of commerce of the earth. These products are peculiar to the climate verging on the tropical regions and by an imperious law of nature, none but the black race can bear exposure to the tropical sun. These products have become necessities of the world and a blow at slavery is a blow at commerce and civilization. That was their justification. If you take away slavery, you're going to crumble the entire economy. That was that was their reasoning. That's right. why they wanted to leave. Well, that's why they did leave. Right, right. Did did you see um, Chris Christie, which not that I am a Chris Christie fan, but he had a town hall meeting like two days after the Nikki Haley thing. Mm-hmm. And he's, he was talking about that. And he goes, um, Nikki, the answer is simple. Slavery. That's why slavery that that was the reason why. And then he he goes and before anyone says it's states rights, this is South Carolina's reason for secession. And it was basically the because of slavery. Duh. I don't know how (laughs) we keep trying to jog around that. Right. But so after she reads that bit from that document, then here comes her her co-host. And this is going to be, um, how shall I say, interesting to say the very least, um, which it was kind of surprising, to be honest. So I'll let you, I'll be like, you be the judge. I was like, you disappeared. All right. I see it now. (laughs) Sorry. That that was me. Nobody is trying to stop you from reading about Mississippi's succession document. I, what are you? No, the the real the reality about the Civil War it has been taught, is being taught, and will continue to be taught. There's not we're not like run our, our it's not Confederates planning our school books. Um, there, I mean, there was. I'm, I'm surprised you have this. It, it sounds. I mean, the North did like. I mean, you could say that was fine. They were they needed to do that, and this was necessary to end the institution of slavery, which is horrible. The hundreds of thousands of deaths, the invasion and conquest of the South, the like burning of city after city, uh, a scorched earth policy of totally destroying the Confederate armed forces, killing and capturing their leaders. Um, like that, that's fine. That's what we did. There's we can't like examine. I mean, I, I think it's fine to wonder if that was like the greatest course of action or the ideal way to bring about the end of slavery, particularly because the North invented the draft and the purpose of doing it, which is, in my view, also a form of slavery, that one that then persisted for like another hundred years. Forcing people to go die in warfare is about the is the most objectionable thing I could possibly think of. Weird. I think 400 years of chattel slavery have been ritualized. If uh, the government can make you die. Um, If they can make you die. Do you think slave owners can kill their slaves and didn't kill their slaves? I'm saying saying this is a form of slavery. I'm not saying slavery is not slavery. You you just said that the draft is the worst thing that you could think of. And and we're having a conversation about chattel slavery. If the government can make you go die on a foreign battlefield, you don't own yourself in any conceivable way. 
So that's why I don't romanticize the North. You have a right to get married thing. if you're in a war. If you're drafted, you have a right to keep your own children, not have them literally sold away from you as property. You have a right to wages for your labor. You had a right to a GI one bill. One kind of slavery is the right way to get. I, Robbie, you can make your point without making a comparison between the draft and chattel slavery, which was a multi-generational pogrom against millions of Africans who were brought across the Atlantic and kept for hundreds of years without a single right in the land. Very bad. Shouldn't have done any of it. Should not have enslaved people in the course of ending it. So, yeah. If listening friends, if you could see the look on her face as he's talking, it it is a look of shock. <laughs> being stunned. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he's saying this. Mm-hmm. God, I think I'm going to slap him, but I have this weird expression of almost laughter on my face because it's so ludicrous all of that wrapped into one expression incredulity is i think they call it like he's really saying this (gasps) like all those positive thing friend that you heard was her staring at him yeah (laughs) this is the guy who says he's a libertarian and I, I watched the rest of this episode because this conversation comes near the end of this episode it was from december 28th 2023 i think and again it's a web series you can only catch it on the website on youtube so i watched the rest of the episode and then a couple others and he doesn't come off that odd on any of the rest of the episodes i yeah. mean he sticks it to democrats here and there granted he doesn't have any love for republicans no obviously but this was just so off the rails compared to whatever else he said. That's that's the reason why I look these things up. Like, who who is this person? And do they talk like this on the regular? And he really didn't. But that right there? Yeah. Yeah, and to compare the draft to, yeah, no, no, not even, like, not even the same ballpark in the same state, right? No, not even the same sport. And he was wrong. North didn't invent conscription. Both the Union and the Confederacy used that. So it wasn't the North all of a sudden creating some type of system to involuntarily drag young men into war. But he's saying we shouldn't romanticize what the North did. You mother people do. Like you heard him say it. Well, no, he said it. No, I heard that. (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't think there are necessarily people that romanticize it because it's like, this was what we had to do. And he 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 says straight up, there could have been another way to end slavery. How do you suppose? I mean, the South could have been like, you know what? Slavery's wrong. We're going to end it. That would have been the easiest, least deadly way to end it. All of the original states succeeded had some version or another of their reasoning for seceding. They all pretty much said slavery. And yeah, that was the number one reason (laughs) for all of them. (laughs) So for him to act like, what was there supposed to be some kind of diplomatic way to end slavery? They straight up said, we're not giving them up. We shall no longer be a part of the union because you're going to take away Everything that makes us the South, we're not going to do it. And this Yahoo is like, and, and the Union generals came and 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 blazed through the South and oh, 
dude, you're actually making it sound like the Confederacy was just blameless victims in all this. Are you serious? Right. And I, you know, I think the march through Georgia partially was that we're going to make sure they never do this shit again type of thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But that just kind of blew my socks off. I was like, did he? Yeah. Did he? And you, you like you saw his face. He's like real matter of fact about it. Like I said what I said. I'm like, dude, like every other thing I've heard him, every other topic in the episodes that I watched after this, he seems rational enough. Even if there's some other viewpoints I didn't necessarily agree with. But this, this had me frothing at the mouth. I'm like, how dare you? Yeah, that is crazy. What is, anyway, listening friends, if you want to go uh, check out that episode, which again was December 28th, 2023, or any of the other ones, because it's actually not a bad show, uh, you can find it at the Hill Rising dot, the Hill TV Rising at their website or YouTube. It's an interesting show. So there All you right. go. That's, that's my right. WTF. That was definitely WTF worthy. Yeah. And she definitely had the expression of WTF. Never before have we played video of somebody whose expression was more WTF for a WTF <laughs> segment than her face. <laughs> Perhaps I shall screenshot her face and include it in our in our socials. Yeah, because that is the definition of WTF face. You've heard of resting bitch face? She had what the fuck face. <laughs> Like mouth is open, just yeah, that was perfect. She's I like her. I and I don't mind him so much. That was just completely off the rails. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he had hit his head before they started filming. Or and it and it's not like it hasn't been done. You just say the most outrageous things you can think of to engage whoever's sitting up there with you and to get people to watch. It's yeah. not unheard of. That is also true. But it was it was it was it was a disturbing approach and disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> but but Nikki Haley, if you're listening, slavery. That that's why slavery. That was the cause. That's it. There's nothing else. That's that, it. Yeah, that state's right was the state's right to have slavery. Then there are also <laughs> the people that said that they didn't want to live, you know, in a in a country where Abraham Lincoln was president because they thought he was going to do what? Once again, in slavery. So slavery was also the reason for that. It's there was slavery. slavery. And then there was also slavery. And then there was also enslavement of other people. Right. So all of those things. Okay. So just so yes. we're clear. Yes. Re reach out to, to uh, Ms. Haley's office and let her know that we all know. Okay. Anyway. Here's our WTFs. <laughs> Yee! 2024 maybe, is starting out with the bank. <clears throat> maybe if she comes and does a rally in Oklahoma City or something, we could get people to organize outside that just has a, a bunch of signs that says it was slavery. Not even just, just slavery. Not it was just slavery. Yeah. She'll know. She'll know. That'd be funny. Like at every campaign stop, if she if she keeps going with her campaign, which looks like she is going to, just to have somebody like behind her in the crowd at televised events with a shirt that says slavery. 
right? Right? Yes. But I also thought <laughs> that this year for the NFL, you know, whenever they are going through like the beginning and they're having the starting players and they'll say their name, where they went to college and their height and weight, I thought it would have just been hilarious if every single player put that they were six foot three, 215 pounds. And had black headbands that said slavery. <laughs> yeah, well, they could that that could be next year. Six foot three, two fifteen, headbands that say slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like twenty 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 four is going to be something. This is, I have no doubt, and that kind of leads us straight into what we're what we're talking about today. Yes, yes, it does. Odd how that worked out, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> is so, it? Yeah, we were. We thought it would be interesting to see if we could make a couple of predictions for 2024 and, you know, hopefully our ADHD doesn't kick in. And when we do our season wrap up, we can see if our predictions uh, came true or not. So yes. um, do you want to go first or would you like for me to go first? Oh my, it just, oh boy. <laughs> I, it's kind of hard to say. Cause really the only the biggest thing that's going to be on people's minds at this point is the presidential election. So, I mean, we've got technically four people. Well, okay. Let me start there. We've got four people on, on the, on the ballot for the Republicans or vying for it that are still, that are still going. Vivek Ramaswamy. I love just saying his name, even if I don't care when lick about the man, uh, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, and that other guy who is currently on trial for some of his, 91 counts against the law. Anyway, the fact that he's still being mentioned in the in the same breath is is mind-boggling, but I there's I, I would we'd be wasting time talking about why it still is. But two states so far have managed so far have managed to say we don't want his name on our ballot come November. And of course he's appealed those. Yes. They're trying to get it to they're trying to get the Supreme Court to hear it for the Supreme Court to say you can't ban him anywhere. That's basically what they want SCOTUS to do. SCOTUS is is so deeply disturbing to me, and it has been for the last few years, obviously. But the fact right now that they're trying they're sitting on making a decision for something else that's been pushed up their way regarding the uh the Maybe. balloon Cheeto. Yeah whether or not the balloon Cheeto had presidential immunity at the time, January 6th, 2021. The fact that they're sitting on that is bothersome because it almost smells like they're going to say yes. They're going to have a 417 page decision. And at the end of it, yes. And then what will all, what will any of this been for? Right. As far as the Colorado thing, the only hope we have is that in terms of the conservative side is that the Colorado Supreme Court in their ruling quoted Neil Gorsuch mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as for one of their reasons. <laughs> and if you're Neil Gorsuch, you kind of look like the shitty, a shittier version of yourself if you go against yourself. Right. Right. So there's that. And on the <laughs> on the immunity issue, uh, you know, for the only time that Trump didn't want something to go to the Supreme Court, 
He's like, oh, no, we got to wait until the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals rules on this before we go to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. But um, interesting. Yeah. Okay, hurry up. Let's get all through all this crap because you cannot have, you know, unbridled immunity as president. That's one of the big points about the U.S. is that we're all equal under the eyes of the laws. And I bet Richard Nixon wished he would have known that he had immunity. I mean, that's the thing. He actually did. So, but in order to look for immunity somewhere in there, there has to be an acknowledgement that you did something that you shouldn't have. What do you need immunity for? We talked about this before. Yeah. What are you looking for immunity for? Regardless of what, un, un, uh, what, regardless of what, under what umbrella it comes, what are you looking for immunity for if you did nothing wrong? Yeah. 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 So, is your prediction. That the Supreme Court is going to put him back on the ballot in Colorado and Maine. Is yes. that your prediction? Okay. Yes. If if they even rule before if they even rule before November, because you know they'll drag their feet on they're dragging their feet already regarding so, him. So I feel like they'll drag their feet. But and I was talking to my mom about the other the other day, and she came she she had a very good point that no leave his name on the ballot. Let people choose. And I said, you know what? Yes, because what's going to happen is let's say every state decides on their own. Because remember, the Republicans are for less government in your business. It should be handled at the state level. So let's say the states decide one by one whether or not they want the Cheeto on the ballot. Right. And they all say no. Then come 2028. Someone else could have a problem with whatever candidate ends up on the ballot then. And we could keep having this issue every four years, every day, every presidential election. And then local elections. We could keep having this problem on and on and on. So I don't I don't want to see this kind of thing set a precedent. Right. Well, but at the the same time, for insurrection and shit like that. (laughs) I mean, obviously, Republicans will try to. So that's their entire policy. If there's somebody that they want to target, let's say down the line, it doesn't have to be anything as severe as insurrection and sedition. They can make up anything they want to and say, because of this, they should be struck from the ballot. Yeah. And then we'll just be starting a whole chain reaction of people, you know, supposed lawmakers wasting everybody's time doing this kind of shit. Like Although it is hard to argue that you aren't giving comfort to insurrectionists when you're on the act campaign trail and you have convicted insurrectionists singing in a choir behind you. You're actively stating that you will pardon anyone convicted of insurrection, which means people that pled guilty to being insurrectionists will get a pardon. It's kind of hard to say that you aren't giving aid and comfort to an insurrectionist when you're doing those things. So, yeah, I think. The SCOTUS will keep kicking the can down the road as long as they can. And if they put out an opinion before the year's out or before November or before the Republican National Convention, if they put out an opinion, it'll be a long, twisted, roundabout, convoluted way of saying, yeah, he's got it. Because it's like people act like they can't make their minds up in a logical, logical, factual way about something because that something's never happened before. Like they don't know what to do. You do know what to do. The guidelines are there. The guidelines may be antiquated, but they're there. 
How is yeah. everybody running around like this is unprecedented? We don't know. You do know what to do. You just don't want to. It's unprecedented because we've never had a president that was a traitor before. That's new for us. That That's why it's never happened, folks. That's what unprecedented means. But they act like because it's never happened, they think that any which way they go about addressing it is going to be wrong. But you better do something. Yeah. So, so yeah. So did you see where the Cheeto, because, you know, when Jack Smith went because he he appealed it to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals and at the same time he appealed it to the Supreme Court saying, hey, let's just skip the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals because we know that Trump's going to lose and then he's going to bring it to the Supreme Court. So let's just skip all that shit and give it to you, right? Mm. So that that was, and then the Supreme Court was like, nope, got to wait for the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals opinion. And then, we'll, okay. So you know the second E. Jean Carroll case is coming up. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it starts Monday, I mm, think. Okay. Um, well, once again... Trump was filing briefs to have it stayed because as president, he had immunity when he said those things. And so this case should be stayed until the Supreme Court rules on Jack Smith's briefs or going appeals to the Supreme Court and all of that about immunity. So here he went and is going against Jack Smith and Jack Smith is awful. But in this other case, it's like, well, we got to wait until, you know, Jack Smith is important to this defense because this will prove immunity. So we have to wait for him. Why in the world would they think, why would they try to claim presidential immunity and think that it's blanketed? What does he get presidential immunity for everything he did since he got sworn in? Yes. Is that, that where he's going? That is a, yeah, that's exactly what his defense is. It doesn't matter what he does. He could legitimately, as president, in his mind, walk into a Capital One bank, rob the bank and leave and be like, yeah, I'm the president. I have immunity. And because the president doesn't do anything wrong, if he does it, if he did it as a president, it wasn't wrong. Yeah. Ironically enough, he did do that with Deutsche Bank in a way. In a sense, he did rob them when he lied about his assets. Go figure. But oh, and then also finding out here what the news today that several of his businesses received monies over five billion dollars from the government of China, which also breaks. And when people try to do the oh, it's an amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment. This is actually in the Constitution, the main part. Remember when we read that mm. Constitution about the mm. president and what they mm-hmm. can and can't do? Well, you're mm. not allowed to receive money from. That's literally in there. And he he should be ineligible just for that, because that's a crime. You heard what he said when he ran that he was going to divest himself and take him himself out of his businesses and leave it to his kids and whoever else. He never did that. Well, that's because that word doesn't mean what he thinks it means. Right. Right. But yeah. But meanwhile, you've got him and you've got all his other cronies screaming about Hunter Biden. Right. And still trying to put that on the president's back. But somehow this this new news, they're awful quiet about it's crickets. Yeah. And his kids made two point six. No, sorry. That was after they left. It was it was something like five hundred million dollars while working in the White House. Mm. And Hunter got like three million. 
think 500 million is a slightly larger number, but I could be uh, wrong. I never was really good in math. Now, here's the question that since we brought that up with the monies, do you think somebody, and I have no idea whose jurisdiction this would fall under, is somebody going to get him for his money, for his businesses receiving money from, from foreign entities? No. And do you think anybody's going to make a stink? Yeah. Well, Jamie Raskin did because yeah. he's talking about how that broke the emoluments clause. Yeah, if I mm. can say that properly. Um, I only know that because there's several chapters about that in his book that I recently, recently read. But um, just though, real quick before I do get to one of my predictions, do you know what one of his defenses is going to be in the J6 trial coming up before Judge Chutkin? They're talking about this being one of his defenses. Flatulence? I don't think he has a defense of that one. Um, okay. I, I know you're sitting down, so, but, mm-hmm. but this is rich. One of his defenses that they're talking about using is that he was going to use the Insurrection Act on J6, but there are legal steps that you have to do. And the first one is, as president, you have to tell people to go home. So when he tweeted, go home, that was step one in in using the Insurrection Act. But hasn't he been saying this whole time that there was no insurrection and that they were just friendly tourists walking through the place? So why was he doing step one of the so that he could do the Insurrection Act? If there was it was just a friendly, a friendly tour. Yeah, it's just like, my God, this dude, he just. Never mind catch up on the wall to see what'll stick. Clearly. <laughs> Never mind that the committee that investigated that, the J6 committee, they meticulous meticulously put together every iota of bit of evidence of everything that happened that day. They can tell the timeline between when the hostilities started at the Capitol to when he tweeted go home. That's a considerable yeah. amount of time. What was he yeah. doing? He was throwing ketchup at the wall. He was sitting right there in the dining room at the White House, throwing ketchup on the wall, eating his KFC and watching this go down on TV. And only when someone wouldn't take him in the car over there to see what's going on after he threw a hissy fit. Only when numerous people were like, you can't do that, but you need to say something. After he hemmed and hawed about it, then finally he was like, okay, fine, I'll say it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did lie. One more thing. This was something that was not my thought, but it is the way the person phrased it is something that a lot of people haven't put together. So remember how Cassidy Hutchinson testified that on J6, when Trump found out that they were not letting the people in that had weapons, i.e. guns, through the magnetometers to watch his speech, and he was screaming, these are my people, they're not here for me let them in, turn off the the metal detectors, right? I, I don't remember that specifically, but okay. Yep, that was one of the things. Mm-hmm. Well, then he gets up there on his speech and he says, I'm going to march down there with you. We are going to go together. And then, of course, he tried to get the Secret Service to take him, grab the mm-hmm. steering wheel, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That implies in a sense that 
his plan was to lead a bunch of armed people in there and start shooting, not just lead people there with like flagpoles and shit, actual guns. That was his plan. If he had had, if he could got a hold of a horse, he would have led the crowd that way. That's how self-grandizing he is. Yeah. Yeah. All these things point to, he knew exactly what was happening. He wanted to get in on it because he wanted it to be, he wanted to look like it was his idea that he was being a patriot and trying to save this country from an illegal election. Yeah. That's, if he could have, if he couldn't have gotten on a horse and gotten a sword like Washington and rode down the street with it pointing in the air, it's, just, it's the same way he wanted to put his name on the, um, the rebate checks. Right. It's my idea. Yeah. It's yeah. me. Yeah. Another one of the defenses he's thrown out there is that the reason that he had to have, you know, all of this stuff done of the election in 2020 is because it was a well-known fact that there was Russian interference in the 2016 election. And as president, it was his duty to make sure that it didn't happen in 2020. After all this time of Russia, 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 the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, that's an actual defense. Yeah, yeah, we admit now we had been talking to him. We had been, we're just trying to stop that from happening yeah. again. We are patriots. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to save the Republic. Yeah. Here's a thought, MAGA. If your guy as president was not capable of stopping the election that he said beforehand was going to be stolen and fraudulent, do you really think that he's going to be capable of doing it when he's of stopping fraudulent stuff when he's not president. He couldn't do it when he was president and he had all the assets of being the president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, here we go. All right. So what's your uh, prediction that you were going to? Well, surprisingly enough, we are going to be sticking with one Donald, the big stink, tiny hands, Trump. Mm. I think that it is going to come out and it's sort of come out somewhat. um, But if you've read Cassidy, Cassidy Hutchinson's book, she was given this file to keep in Mark Meadows safe that they made copies of, which they weren't supposed to, because it was very classified information. And on J six, I'm sorry, January 20th, it's something like 11 o'clock in the morning Mark Meadows comes in, asks her where that file is, takes it and leaves with this file. And people aren't entirely sure what's in it. But now it's kind of come out that this file is completely, completely missing. Right. (laughs) So one of the sort of things that came out when Hamas attacked um, Israel like that, nobody knew the defensive capabilities where positioning was and all of that of Israel, but they knew that, but the U S knew and there were weaknesses. Well, if you remember back in the uh, classified documents cases, one of the things that they said was that he had classified informations of the defensive positions of a U.S. ally. Mm -hmm. I think that file that Mark Meadows had was related to the defensive capabilities of Israel. And I think they gave copies of that file to Russia, who gave it to their ally, Iran, because everybody knows that Iran 
funded Hamas, and that was also an Iran um, action as much as it was a Hamas action. And that was one of the things, as you'll recall, when they attacked was how did Hamas know where all the holes in the Israeli defense defensive system was? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come out that Trump gave that information to the Russians. And I think it's going to happen this year as trial dates and all of that stuff happens. I know that seems kind of conspiratorial, but it is at least logical conspiratorial. You know what I mean? Knowing all of this other stuff that are facts, it makes sense that, you know, Trump is a big fan of Putin, as we all know. And, yeah. And he will pretty much do whatever Putin tells him to. I mean, there's even like comments of Putin thinking that Trump's a big joke and like his bitch. So that's just my prediction that that will come out. Um, Hopefully it does now come out in 2024. Um, I don't think that that would prevent MAGA from voting for him. No, the long the long list of sins that he committed before he won in 2016 and all the stuff he did while in office and all the stuff he continues to do. That has not stopped his his diehard supporters. So in no. fact, they like him more. You know? I don't know. But that's just sort of my my prediction. I think that's going to come out. And, you know, hmm. I think that's going to be interesting. I think so. Goes. I think so. I'm, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that Judge Chetkin allows for cameras in the J6 trial because federal courts do not have, you know, cameras in them unless the judge allows for it. Motions have to be made and then the judge allows for it. And I really hope that it is allowed for because I, I almost feel that not having cameras at the J6 trial is election interference. The American people have a right to know what the defendant in that case did and you need to not have it filtered through him or his attorneys when they're not in court. We oh, need yeah. to be able to see as in real time as it happened yep. or as it's happening, not as it happened, as it's happening. Yeah, you're right. If it's closed, yeah, they'll trot out after court, after every court session to be like this, 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 that, and the third, and they'll completely twist what went on in there. Right. Versus- and then we'll be. Yeah. We'll be getting two, at least two different stories about what's going on. Right. But that means, but with cameras in there, yeah, we can see whether or not the glove fits this time. Right. And it's going to fit. So to speak. So, yeah, yeah, I am. I hope that happens. I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't put money down on it, but it would be a, shocking surprise if they were like yeah because this this is about the people he literally tried to defraud the people right so why can't we see what what happens when the man that holds the most powerful position in the world defrauds the people why not yeah yeah exactly why not so yeah i'm 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 there for that i'm there for that yeah Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Editor Jack here from the future. So, Kenyatta and I recorded this on Thursday, January 4th, 
And then on Friday, January 5th, uh, Letitia James asked the court for a certain amount of damages, and it turned out to be um, $370 million. So we were off, but I didn't want to edit this out. Thought I'd keep it in here um, just so you guys could see what we were thinking about. All right, back to the podcast. Because we are running short on time here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to throw this out as a prediction or ask you, and we'll both throw this same number out or not same number, respond to this. How much do you think he's going, the Trump organization is going to get fine in the civil fraud trial in New York, number wise? With the billions. Uh, maybe a billion. Maybe, well, no, maybe, maybe 500. 500 billion, 500 million, 500 million. It'll be a sizable number. It'll be sizable because, you know, I I agree. It'll be sizable. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you're at 500 million. Uh, I'm going to go prices right and say a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) One dollar. (laughs) Mortimer. (laughs) Um, No, in all, in all seriousness, I too think that it's going to be a really large number. Mm. I'm thinking that it's going to be I'm thinking it's going to be around 700 million. Mm. That's good. That's I good. don't think it crosses the billion dollar mark, but I do think it's going to be uh 700 million. Yeah. Yeah, and um listening friends a couple of weeks ago we were sort of talking about that so trot five believe we talking about it on air sometimes we we talk for like another hour after we're done recording <laughs> so sometimes i get confused and the question was asked like in the eugene carroll case where she was awarded five million bucks to appeal he has to actually give the court five million bucks they put it in escrow and then if he loses the appeal then they send her the five for the five million dollars and the question was is that the same sort of situation in a civil fraud trial where you get fine. And unless you put that money up as collateral, you cannot file an appeal. Mm. Um, That is in fact the case for a civil fraud trial. We weren't sure when we talked about it and whether it was on air or off, we weren't sure. Um, But that is indeed the case in the state of New York. So we'll take your number. If it's $500 million, does the Trump organization actually have $500 million of assets to put? Because it's, it is, you have to put five. It's not like when you do bond uh-huh. and it's 10%. It is the full amount. Especially now knowing that, oh gosh, something else he has to answer for, for fraudulently reporting his wealth. Right. So yeah, does he have it? Does he have $500 million in assets? Is that why Melania Trump keeps reorganize or keeps getting her uh, prenups renegotiated? Because she knows he doesn't have that money and he's about to lose. Because if he doesn't have the five hundred million dollars, he cannot appeal this 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 judgment that he's going to get in the civil fraud trial in New York. He can't. I feel hopeful about this. I do. I do. Huh. That that should be interesting to see. Unless, of course, his lawyers do what they've they're they were always they're doing now, and they're always were going to do is just stall and stall and stall with more motions and more paperwork and da 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 and. Yep. 
how you need to dismiss this and this is wrong and this is fundamentally corrupt, blah, 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 blah. That's going to happen regardless, but. Oh, yeah, that's his that's his chief legal defense is delay, 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 delay. The only problem is he's used to doing that with other people that are business owners that aren't multimillionaires. And the federal government has more money than he does and more resources. He can't outspend the federal government. Delay all you want. Okay, fine. We're the federal government. We'll just keep on going. That's, of course, the real reason he's running for president is so that if he does get elected, he can end all of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then see what other secrets he can sell to other countries. Want. Correct. Any new secrets. Yeah. He yeah. is literally the first president that when he left office had his um, clearance levels revoked. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's also unprecedented. Like, I'm, I honestly sit here some days and I just think we're all in it. one huge fever dream. This, this cannot be happening. Yeah. This cannot I, be happening. I don't think the world could be any crazier if we like took LSD and then licked the, one of those frogs that get you high at the same time and then smoke some weed. I think that would be more sane than the crap that goes on with Donald Trump in the MAGA MAGAverse. Okay. Yeah. No, I just, <laughs> how are we even talking about him being the front runner <laughs> to be reelected as president? Has there ever, has there been a president in modern history that has, lost and then won again the next term uh like he served grover one term cleveland. lost one- grover cleveland and that was what 19 what that was uh that was like i believe it was in the early 1880s okay and then i think he was reelected in like 1888 or something like that okay so not modern times right but i mean still it's only <laughs> happened once is my point right but like, like in our lifetime or our parents lifetime or oh, a grandparents lifetime. Oh, it, no. It wasn't even considered because at the all the one termers did what every other president did when they lost, except Grover Cleveland, and went quietly into the night and did ex president things. So that right there was unprecedented, even before all the rest of this came to light and everybody finally got all their documents and orders in order and filed charges and blah 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 blah. Even before that. He said, yeah, I may have lost. That's the thing. Either he lost and he's re- he's running again for election or he won and he's the incumbent. So he's running the election. People are like, he's the shadow president. So then he can't run in 2024. Well, no, he can't. Well, no, he can't. He's no, he can't because his two terms is up. Yeah. So if he's the shadow president, then he can't run again. Well, yes, he can't. Oh, yeah. logic. Yeah. It's like I watched this dude that was in a... Um, a forced birth protest rally or whatever. And this guy was walking around and he was asking the guy a question. And the guy's like, God loves all life and all unborn babies. And the guy looked at him and goes, so you don't think there were any pregnant women that died in the flood? Mm. And the guy looked at him. He's like, I'm not talking to you anymore. (laughs) No, no, he's not. He's not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Hadn't thought about that one. Had you pal. (laughs) They don't think much at all. And that's Honestly. sort of that same thing. If he's the shadow president, then he can't run again. Well, no, he can because he's not the president. No, you just said he was the president. That is the it's that's the dumbest, the dumbest Mobius strip I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's when you see the power strip that's plugged into itself. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Like, where did where did this this country just? I mean, those people have always been here, but damn, when did it get so significant that they were actually able to shift the boat? <clears throat> mm. Yep. Yep. Get my life jacket. Anywho. Right. And with that, folks, I think we're going to call her and call her an episode. Yes. So. Indeed. And we, we hope you enjoyed yourself. So and we'll be back per usual. We will. And if you enjoy what we're doing, you could buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com backslash hyperfocuspod. Any support you can give, we would be extremely grateful for. Um, we hope you have a good week. And with that, we will we'll catch you next time. Bye. Peace. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. <laughs>